0: Welcome, everybody, to Episode 4 of the All Access USL Podcast. I know it's been about a month since the last episode, um, but I've been working on a lot. I've been getting ready for the new USL Championship season. We're only four days away as of recording this episode, and I'm going to get two episodes out before the season starts. So, lots of content heading your way. Um, The next episode just so you guys know, will be a breakdown of the um, opening games of this season. I know I'm doing that on Instagram as well, but I'll be doing more in-depth in the episodes. I won't be doing predictions, but I'll just be doing what to expect um, as I'm doing the predictions on Instagram, but reviews, uh, previews, stuff like that on the podcast. But today's episode is all about Detroit City FC. Monterey Bay FC, their inaugural seasons, what to expect in their opening games. And then, of course, the return of the U.S. Open Cup. So excited for that to finally be back after two seasons on hiatus. We finally get to see it again. I think this year we could possibly see a USL Championship team go far. We saw New Mexico United go far in 2019. I think this year we could see something similar to that. We could even see a team go to the final, maybe even win it. I may be getting a bit ahead of myself. I absolutely am getting ahead of myself. But there are some strong teams this season. And I'm looking at you, Phoenix. You always choke when it comes to big games. But I think you guys have the ability, the tactical um, ability, I should say. The style of play, the quality of team the management, it's all there to seemingly put together a run. We'll see how that goes. But I've put together, or I should say, plucked five games that I think are interesting um, in this opening second round, not the opening second round, but the second round where most USL championship teams are introduced, or where all USL championship teams are introduced, I'm not too sure, but... That's besides the point. So, this episode, however, is mostly about Detroit and Monterey Bay. Um, And that's what we'll start with. We'll start with Detroit CFC. There are a lot of interesting points about Detroit heading into this opening game. And I'll have to say, the first one to me is the new signing, most recently signed, um, a couple days ago, is Francis Atuahene. He is got some USL Championship experience, um, but he hasn't done much in that time. Less than double-digit goals in his entire USL Championship career. He is still 25, so he still has that room to grow. He is absolutely an interesting wide option for Detroit CFC. It seems more of a squad player um, for this inaugural season, but... USL championship players, free agents or not, coming from other USL championship teams, they've s- still got that experience. They don't come cheap. So a squad player at this point seems a bit intriguing. I'm sure he will start a couple games. I haven't been able to see the rosters for Detroit's um, preseason games. They've done well. And whether or not Atua Hene has been a part of those, um, obviously, he, I'm sure he has played a good amount, but I don't know how he's contributed during preseason. So it'll be interesting to see how he slots in from the get-go for sure. An interesting piece to keep a lookout on. But there's one man in particular that we need to go to, and that is Antoine Hopenel. How you can't put into perspective how big a pickup this is and how big a loss it is for Louisville. He is a Louisville City FC legend, probably just behind Cameron Lancaster in terms of like status, but he has been incredible for Louisville City FC, 30 plus goals, 30 plus assists in over 160 games for the USL championship for him, for his position. That is incredible. He brings leadership to this Detroit City FC team, which they will need in an inaugural season. Um, So I would say expect 10-plus goals, 10-plus assists from him Um, this season. I don't think that is too outlandish. He is very creative. When he is on the ball, he is just magical. He scores bangers. He scores in the box. I think a lot of Detroit's success this season comes from Antoine Hopeno. So yeah, and then another little thing I picked up as I was looking through their roster, I noticed they only have one goalkeeper on the roster. Um, I'm sure they'll pick up another one before the season starts. But as of recording this, they have four days to do that, and integrating a goalkeeper four days before the season starts or however long before they pick up a goalkeeper, doesn't seem great, um, to say the least. But other than that, heading into this preseason, they've seemed very well organized. They seem like they have a plan. They know what they want to do. They've gotten most of their players that they want. Probably just another goalkeeper seems like the most obvious pickup, having one goalkeeper on the roster for more... Then or for I'd say if they're two weeks into the season and they haven't picked up another goalkeeper I would be worried a little bit that maybe the investment isn't really there or they put the investment too much into the outfield and now they don't have much for a goalkeeper maybe but I don't really think that's the case I think they're just leaving it a bit light to see um how their goalkeeper right now stands which I I kind of get, but also the season's right there. You kind of want to have most of your squad gelled together by then or gelling as quick as they can. But again, they seem very well organized. They seem like they know what they want to do. They have an identity on the field. They've done pretty good during preseason. So Detroit, I'm not sure how you'll do against San Antonio, but it'll be an interesting game. San Antonio did just lose, I believe, 7-0 to El Paso. In a preseason friendly. Not a good look for a San Antonio side. I've been bigging up this whole time. But we'll see how it goes. And obviously we'll go more in depth into that game. um, In the next episode. So we'll move on now to Monterey Bay. And I have um talked about uh, Monterey Bay's side. Mostly the pickups of Rafa Diaz in goal. And Juanma Martinez up top. But they've made another intriguing signing um, since that point, And that is Sam Gleedle. Now, Sam Gleedle, presumably going to play left back for them. Um, but he has very good offensive output and um, defensive ability. Seven goals and eight assists and 65 championship appearances is not too shabby at all for a left back. He can get up and down that line all day long. He's got the defensive ability. This is a good pickup for a side who I don't know how good they'll be. Detroit, I think you can kind of pinpoint them in that they will almost be like Oakland. They could start the season pretty rough. Maybe they'll start the season pretty good. But it seems like Detroit will be middle of the pack. They probably won't be terrible but they probably won't be towards the top Monterey Bay I think it's harder to pinpoint they could be way down towards the bottom it may go wrong they could be third or fourth in the west come mid-season come end of the season who knows but I think Sam Bledel gives them a bit of stability whereas the rest of the team is very very young um which I think is their identity. They want to start out young and mostly local. Sometimes that can go good. Sometimes that doesn't work out at all. So, um, who knows? Who really knows? I just want to touch on Slam Gleadle, And how much I think he is one of the stable pieces for this team. Where, as right now, I have no idea where to really pinpoint them in... Um, the West. Obviously, I made predictions on them, but only predictions. As we get closer to the season, not too sure what to expect from them. Especially because they've been doing pretty alright in preseason. Especially against San Jose. But that's besides the point. Preseason, not much to look into. Again, like I said earlier, San Antonio lost 7-0 to El Paso. I highly doubt we see that repeated during the regular season. And then another interesting note to point out for Monterey Bay is seven straight away games to start the season. The first home, May 7th. This seven game away streak to start the season, I would say if they can get four points from it, and that would be coming from maybe wins over Sacramento and a draw against Los Dos or a a win over Los Dos and a draw against Sacramento. Or maybe they get six points by being both of them. Sacramento don't look like a good side this year. To me, Los Dos look like a borderline bottom of the West team. So I think it's reasonable for them to say six points from the opening seven. If they get any more, I'll be extremely impressed. If they get less, I think it'll be a bit disappointing. But seven straightaway games to start an inaugural season is no easy task. So once they get out of that... I think the season is open for them to really lay down what they want to do. But I think these seven straight games will be a slog for sure. With that, we're through with Detroit City FC and Monterey Bay. I wish you guys the best of luck. And before we get to the Open Cup games, I think it's a good time to take a little break. And we're back from that little break. And finally enough, on that little break, um, the Colorado Springs Switchbacks just signed Ben Mines on loan from FC Cincinnati. So I'll go over that <laughs> in tomorrow's episode when we when I cover the Switchbacks um, opening game. But good pickup for them, especially in a midfield that seems a bit lacking right now. So good pickup, but we'll cover that tomorrow. Just wanted to acknowledge it because I just saw it. It just came out 20 minutes ago. So, yeah. Yeah. With that, though, let's get into the um, Open Cup games that I picked. And the first one, the Central Valley Fuego, a new USL League One side against El Paso. Now, obviously, USL League One is a bit out of my range. I still um, keep an eye on that. The Central Valley Fuego look very intriguing this season, especially with former OKC Energy frontman Ilian Bijev up front. But this El Paso locomotive side is definitely an intriguing one. I don't really know um, what to expect against the Fuego. They put on a good attacking show, or I should say El Paso put on um, a good attacking show against San Antonio. I gotta keep bringing that up in preseason. So it seems like they've got that fluidity that sometimes they're lacking during the regular season. And how that... Um, Goes against uh, Central Valley. I don't know. I think El Paso will probably come up. I would say I'll, I'll you know what? I'll do some predictions here. I'll pull up a two-one win for El Paso over the Fuego. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think um, CV, I'll just say CV for them, are a bit better than maybe some people expect. I think they'll put up a fight, but I don't think it'll be enough. To get over this seemingly good attacking looking and good defensively looking El Paso side. So, um, yeah, who knows how that will go. I think El Paso will get the job done. Now we can move on to, I think, one of the tastier ties. There's one tie here which I think will just, like, outshine them all in terms of like story behind them. It's a short history, but it is a good one. Um, But next, we've got the Charleston Battery versus the South Georgia Tormenta. And South Georgia Tormenta actually just transferred uh, Mueller to RGV, so that is a pretty decent loss for the Tormenta. I was going to put a South Georgia Tormenta upset over Charleston heading into this um, preview. But after seeing that transfer, I still do think the Charleston Battery are a bit shaky. That defense and the loss, the losses up front, I'm not too sold on them. I made my predictions early, and that was for a reason, and now the Charleston Battery look shakier than ever. But with that loss for uh, the Tormenta, I am going to put the Charleston Battery as 1-0 winners, over them the battery will go through to the next round um but just barely i do think this will be a tough tie for the battery and i do think this will be a tough season for the battery in general despite my prediction in which i predicted them let me turn this page sorry it's so loud i predicted them to come sixth in the east not too sure on that anymore i'm not going to change my predictions i made them early for a reason like i said but, that's my fault. But, I do see the battery going through over Tormenta. And, we'll save. I was going to move on to the time I am most excited for next. But, we'll save that for last. Next, though, we've got FC Tucson versus the Las Vegas Lights. Now, obviously, the Las Vegas Lights, former manager, uh, former manager, Steve Scherundelow is now uh, manager of LAFC. And he was not fantastic last year. Just plain and simple, the Las Vegas Lights were pretty woeful, in fact. Um, I don't think that's going to change. I showed that in my predictions. I'm going to show that here. FC Tucson, um, regardless of their uh finish last year are probably going to win here because las vegas just does not come across as a team other than um a team that has interesting marketing ideas for games they don't come across as a team that really have an identity on the field off the field they're bright they're quirky stuff like that they do things outside the box on the field they haven't done anything crazy and last year was a real big example of that they were awful they were a lone side pretty much for LAFC they are a partner team with LAFC which is disappointing because LAFC are so young that they don't really have that many great players coming through even though they are in the LA area they don't have that established connection right now to be able to have, like, a successful partner team in the championship. And that really hurt Las Vegas. Las Vegas have been good in the past, but it seems like it's going to be two seasons in a row where Las Vegas are generally poor, which is disappointing. I like Las Vegas, but I see Tucson getting a 2-0 win here. And that's no, like... Knock on Tucson, saying that they're going to be a poor Las Vegas side. I think a lot of USL um, League One teams have really good foundations, and they're building nicely. Tucson, the Greenville Triumph, who we'll talk about in the next one, or in the next preview. Um, The Chattanooga Red Wolves, Tormenta, a lot of them are good. Even North Carolina FC, who were incredibly bad last year, I have a good enough foundation. And the newly relegated Charlotte Independents will be playing, dropping down from the championship in League One this upcoming season. A lot of these teams are doing really well. um, And I'm loving it. So, talking about the Greenville Triumph, we'll move on to the next preview, which is the Greenville Triumph against Oakland Roots. Now, Oakland have been... Um, An interesting side, to say the least. Especially in their first USR Championship season. They started off awful. It took them a while to even put points on the board. Let alone a win. They incredibly picked it up towards the end. Finished in that last playoff space. And they did well. They did well to do that. Playoffs in the first season... For an inaugural, well, obviously, first season, inaugural team. The playoffs in an inaugural season is no easy feat. That is incredible. And I think Oakland will be even better this year. I showed that in my predictions. I think I'm going to show that here. I think even though the Greenville Triumph, and I just talked about how good the foundations and the growth of League One has been, I think the Roots come away 30-0 winners here against the Greenville Triumph. And, um, I mean, this game seems pretty straightforward. Oakland Roots have only gotten better. Greenville Triumph, um, I wouldn't say can only be so good. I think USL League One has pretty high, uh, pretty high ceiling in terms of how far it can go. But, obviously, the USL Championship is higher. So, I think Oakland come away three new winners here. Now, we move on to the big one. I'm sure some of you might be saying, oh, is he gonna pick a Phoenix tie? Is he gonna pick the Tampa Bay tie? Is he gonna pick a Louisville tie? No. I'm gonna pick a tie that we've even seen from preseason. It is the Colorado Springs switchbacks versus the Northern Colorado hailstorm. This is such this is how rivalries are built. Yes, they may be um separated by a division. This may be the only time in May, we'll say, could be the next five years that we see this be a competitive game, a competitive setting for these two teams. But I think this is how histories and rivalries are built. You start off in this second round of the U.S. Open Cup. The Hailstorm have built brilliantly. They've gotten a good manager. They've built with youth and USL championship experience and even a little bit of European experience in that side. I think they'll do well this year in in League One. And the switchbacks coming off of a breakout season, especially with Haji Berry up top, have only gotten better. This is truly going to be a clash of two good teams, borderline great teams, I would say, in terms of quality of their division. Clashing in the second round of the US Open Cup. This to me is the most intriguing, the tastiest bout in this round. I'm I'm so devastated to have to pick a winner here. Both sides are pretty good offensively, look good offensively, decent midfields. It all kind of levels each other, like they all kind of level each other out at this point. Obviously, you would say the quality is more in favor of the switchbacks, but the hailstorm looked good. I'm gonna go for a two-all draw here. Which is I uh, mm, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm gonna go for a 2-1 hailstorm win. As much as I like the switchbacks, and as much as I like the fairy tale story of the switchbacks to go far to be I just see the hailstorm in their first season rallying building this momentum for their season um and I think they'll get the job done 2-1 in this round and that's all I've got to say about that I could go on for ages and ages and ages about this game but I just don't think that's very fair to the rest of them But with that, we will conclude today's episode. It's a bit of a shorter one, but that is because the next episode, which will be coming out before the season starts, will be a long one previewing all of the opening games. So with that, I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening.